Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 23. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky Oliveira, And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, just wonderful to call your name, wonderful to begin the day off, wonderful, Lord, to know that uh, before we speak, you've heard us. And so, Lord, we, we utter from our hearts, uh, honestly, of our minds as well, Lord, that uh, you just open this passage to us, speak into us, and transform our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, today I'm reading from the message, the MSG, and as I predicted yesterday, it is... Did you is, look at this before? It is about twice as long. Oh, good guess. Well it's, done, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd have to count the words or the lines no, to know no, for sure. No, no, it does look. It does it's look about twice way. as long. So I'm reading right. Colossians chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the Master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son he loves so much, the Son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. Hmm. I do like that. Paraphrase is good. It's good. And I think he includes, obviously, because it's his paraphrase, he includes a little bit more of the passage before, but I think it's really good. So here's a question for today. What negative narratives have you heard people face and how can they change them? Negative narratives. So stories that people tell themselves that well, are negative I, or actual th- negative. Well, I think that I look at this passage again and again in the message version here, I think that what he's saying, Paul's saying more than anything, is that he wants to uh, rescue us from dead end alleys and these dark dungeons he wants to set up as in the kingdom of of jesus who loves us so much and then stop us from repeating the things that we keep we're doomed to keep on repeating so there are all sorts of places that people are living in and paul's saying look god wants to pull you out of those okay so So what i'm thinking of right away is the concept of narrative identity and that people tell one of two kinds of stories about themselves this comes from the research of dan mcadams at northwestern So the idea would be that people tell either redemption stories or contamination stories. Yeah. And a a redemption story would be one, you know, everybody goes through difficult times. So these would be stories where you've, you know, gone through whatever and it's worked out in some positive Mm -hmm. way. So you have a way of thinking about your life Mm -hmm. and, you know, not maybe a Pollyanna-ish, everything's great kind of way, but that overall it's a positive story. You're moving towards something that's helping you become. Mm-hmm. A contamination one would be where your life is going along and it's just great and then this thing happens and it sends you on a spiral yeah. of despair that you can never get out of. It kind of has ruined you. So, you know, you can think about that. I remember we knew a teenager many years ago. Ooh. I don't know if you'll remember this person or not, but 
part of this individual story, I'm not going to identify pronouns, um, was that this individual had had a perfect life and then a sibling came into this individual's life. Mm. And from that point, the person said their life was Over. terrible, mm-hmm. that this person came along and ruined everything. Mm. They had this idyllic, and I thought, well, I mean, that's a contamination story mm. because there are lots of ways that you could look at the Many things are not, I mean, some things are obviously and negative or positive. outside of your control. Yeah, but other yeah. things, you know, are not clearly positive or negative in terms of the effect that they have on you. A lot of it has to do with how you choose to spin that mm. in your life, you know, um, did the fact that you were given swimming lessons when you were really young, did that mm-hmm. give you a lifelong fear of water mm-hmm. or did it help make you stronger in some way? You know, you can look at things in different ways. So, I mean, they have a lot of research just on obviously people who tell redemption stories are healthier and have better outcomes on all kinds of measures. It's, it's a better way to be. I think uh, I think that that's actually part of the story uh, that Moses wrote in the you know the, one of the very earlier books Genesis when he's trying to explain to people who've come out of captivity the million two million who've come out of there to say to them look you know you you have a narrative that you've heard about who you are yeah and we need to change that narrative and first of all we're gonna we're gonna let you know that you're not by accident you were created by mm-hmm. intentionally second is that when sin came in the world. Somebody else has always wanted to tell you who you are. And so there's that story inside there where, uh, where God goes up to Adam and Eve and says, you know, who told you you were naked? Who gave you your identity, basically? Mm-hmm. Who told you that it was something bad? And it's actually lingered, you know, through all the time that this has stayed inside. And God's constantly saying, listen to a different narrative about your heart. You are a son and a daughter redeemed in the kingdom of God. And yet we don't see ourselves as royalty, as good, as, as incredible. We see ourselves as just this, this mess that we spiral into. And so I think, I think of that. I think, I think of people that I've met in my entire life. I mean, so many people who I just, I wish that they would believe um, about who they are and the cap- how capable they are and what, yes. you know, because there's just, man, there's so much incredible talent out there. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I mean, just dripping in it right and and people are just hesitant they they can't you know write or speak or sing and i'm like you're so gifted right you, they can't serve or or support or well, and even if and you're not like, you know like what do you have to lose people they say fear public speaking yeah. more than death and everything and I, I think you know i can relate to that to some extent i don't fear it anywhere close to as to much death. as i fear death now <laughs> it's not that scary because you know something that was really helpful for me um my friend, Nathan, uh-huh. at one point a few years ago, I was kind of fretting about the idea of publishing something, you know, that could potentially be embarrassing or awkward or right. mm, what are people going to think? And he's like, Becky, nobody's going to read your book. <laughs> 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 and I thought, you know what? That's a good, yeah. that we think that people yeah. are paying more attention than they are. Like whatever humiliation it's you think straight, you might expose yourself to. <laughs> it's like it's going to be pretty short lived. So, the rib so I, I think not yeah. being that afraid of things and just say, uh-huh. hey, you do what you do, and people's lives move on. They don't That's, center around you hard. and whether you said something do. stupid or it's not. It's hard to do that though. It's like um, the courage to ask somebody out when you're a kid, right? The courage to 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 go for the job that you want to go for. The courage to to invest in some place, and I mean, all of them take some kind of leap. And yeah. it's hard when you don't have the perspective that 
what what will you really lose? I mean, what would be the worst case? They just say no, it doesn't work out. The yeah. investment doesn't happen. I mean, just well, I think what I have understood a lot of people what they're what they're afraid of losing is the possibility of something. Yeah, I had someone actually tell me this once. She said her dream was to go and live mm-hmm. in a castle and paint. And I said, okay, well, maybe you can't live in the castle, but you could do the painting. Why don't you just do that right now? She said, I don't want to do it because if it turns out that I can't paint or I don't oh. enjoy it or whatever, I won't have this dream to think about anymore. That's, I actually believe that many people mm-hmm. hold themselves back oh, from even so. trying something. You don't something. try something because you want to be able yeah. to have it as this thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't. why not try it? And then you can come up with something else that you can yes. You can think about, but and you I might think, as well try things. Yeah, and I, I've I've wondered what you know. Speaking just back to our beginning of this week here, but what is the empathetic side where we can learn? What is the reasons that hold somebody back from from being able to try something new? Would be really interesting as well, because I think it really does affect who we are and how we respond and, and what we're called to be. And, and here, Paul is just saying over and over again: Look, God rescued you. He has something amazing for you. You don't need to live in dungeons and darkness. You can live in this new kingdom. So I think that's that's pretty fantastic and I think it's a good message, not only back then, but a message back for us today. Um, Let me repeat the question one more time then and uh, we'll wrap it up for this morning. What negative narratives have you heard people face and how can they change them? Think about that, look after each other, live love and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.